Welcome to the Phenomenal Career Podcast, the show where you hear the how, why and what it takes to build a phenomenal and fulfilling career that stands out. I'm your host, Just Jazz, career success coach and tea lover who believes you can do this work and more with a dose of reality, curiosity, challenge and intention to enable you to show up and go get the growth your career deserves. everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Phenomenal Career Podcast. And this week I'm really excited to introduce you to Heather Jeffries. Hi Heather. Hi, thank you so much for having me Jazz. You are more than welcome. I'm excited that you accepted my invitation and we're going to dig into your story and your journey today. But before we do that, I, I have to exercise some patience here. Um, for those that are listening, who's Heather Jeffries? Ooh. <laughs> Who am I? Good question. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I am a presentation skills coach. So I support creative entrepreneurs and small business owners to communicate with confidence so that they can connect to their audience with empathy and authenticity and really step up, show up and achieve their goals. Oh, and that is me. I love that. There's so much in that that I want to unpack, but I just want to start off with how you came to doing this work in the first place. What was that journey? It was a very squiggly, non-linear, <laughs> uh, not very obvious journey. And to be honest, if you said to me 10 years ago, oh, I think you'd be doing this work, I would have said, really? Oh, okay. Um, but in hindsight, it's amazing because I feel like everything has slotted into place and actually it makes perfect sense. So with that quite long preamble, <laughs> I trained as an actor and a director in New York City. I went to drama school there. And the work that I was making in my sort of theater community was very physical led. So I had danced my whole life and found that I was really interested in exploring movement further. And I knew that I always wanted to move to London. So thought, okay, I'll study choreography. I'll get my MFA in London. And there's a couple programs and I flew over. <laughs> and that's what I did. So I studied choreography. But of course, as we all know, the theater journey isn't like you graduate and then you walk into a nine to five secure <laughs> job. So uh, my father actually sat me down when I was probably about 18 or 19 and and I say sat down it wasn't like a firm conversation <laughs> but he did say okay so if you're going to pursue this you need to do something else and you are really terrible at tidying up the table you're always dropping glasses so you can't be a waitress I think you need to get a job in a shop <laughs> so I heeded his advice and um, I started working in retail I was really fortunate that the company that I actually worked for opened their first London store the same month that I relocated to the UK. Mm -hmm. So I had this sort of retail career happening in tandem to my creative uh, career. I had a dance theater company with a friend who I met in my choreography program. We did the Brighton Fringe Festival and other festivals in London. Um, and it was great, but I sort of woke up one morning and realized that 
I had sort of kept accepting promotions in retail because I actually enjoyed a big part of that job, which was leading teams and developing others. Yeah. So like coaching and training, um, really helping younger managers to find their feet and find their voice, which is very much aligned to what I do now, um, just lit me up and was why I came to work every day. But I woke up one morning and was like, how is this my life? I how am I doing this? It felt like I had somehow woken up in somebody else's career path, if that makes sense. Mm. So that was, I felt very stuck for lack of a better word. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think I sort of lost track of the time as I said, I'm not going to get the next, I'm not going to accept the next promotion. Like I'm just going to do something else. Um, but kept accepting the promotions because <laughs> I still really enjoyed the work and something I realized only recently was that stability and structure um, really drive me. I really loved having that um, structure and you're climbing a corporate ladder. You can see what the next thing is that you're aiming for and I found that incredibly motivating and satisfying. So that allowed me, that realization allowed me to sort of forgive myself for yeah. sort of feeling like I was in a career that I wasn't meant to be in. Mm. Um, but I was really fortunate that around this period of stuckness, I had uh, some friends and uh, colleagues as well. It was such a creative um company that I worked for and many of them were doing super cool things like doing makers markets and selling on Etsy and they were saying oh I really want to do Instagram stories this was you know several years ago now when that was yeah new um and oh but I don't really feel comfortable or confident speaking on camera or talking to people who look at my products at the market and I realized I think I can help them you know like as a as an actor you know that's our our job uh, I have tools and techniques and I I know that really really well so I started to play around and I did my first presentation skills workshop specifically for creative entrepreneurs and I cannot tell you it felt like I was bringing my whole self into the room that day rather than just like a tiny part of me to the work, it feels like it really integrates everything that I know and am passionate about. And I feel so grateful that this is the work that I get to do. I love that perspective on it though, that it's, you know, this is the work that I get to do. And just following that journey along is so interesting because I think what you described is what a lot of people can relate to. Everything looks great. I shouldn't have anything to complain about. I should yeah. theoretically be happy. But I don't, this is not where I'm meant to be. Round peg, square hole, that sort of thing. Like for all intents and purposes, this is someone else's dream career. Yes. Yes. And then, you know, the guilt 
bit of it sets in right like well someone else would be so thrilled if they you know made the progress that I had made in the space of time that I had made it in and I should be appreciative that I am where I'm at and, and all of those things um so yeah it's it's difficult to sort of extricate and untangle all of it mm. <laughs> but uh yeah and it took a bit of time to sort of make peace with that part of me was definitely felt like anger and resentment towards that my 20 you know the side of me in my 20s who did <laughs> who made those decisions like how dare you yeah <laughs> there are other things that I wanted to do but actually I feel incredibly fortunate because without that retail experience I would never have found out about coaching or training or man, like I'm such a geek about like management and organizational development, like all of those little things that never would have crossed my mind before. Yeah. And uh, there's so many cool things about being an entrepreneur that really tap into the theater world. I feel like in a way building a business is kind of like putting on a show, (laughs) (laughs) Um, right? When you're making something out of nothing, that feeling of creation and making and iterating and collaborating. I really enjoy that. And I feel so fortunate that a lot of what I loved about being in the theater community has translated so beautifully, not just the practical skills that I have from my training and from the years of doing the work, but uh, just the, the feeling of getting to create and make and build that I really thrive on. Yeah. That's really, really amazing. And in terms of where your journey is at the moment, how long how long has it been that you have been, you know, from the moment of helping the friends with the Instagram stories till now, how long has that been? Yeah, I feel like I, I haven't actually done the math. I want to say a few years. So I started to plant seeds, really. Probably it might be longer than three or four years now but to start to test the waters. So I did all those few workshops. I did some one-to-one coaching. I did a couple corporate workshops um, and then uh, became pregnant. So I went on maternity leave. And that um, also was a big deal for me because it's so funny. I had sort of said in my head, I'm not going to leave just because I got pregnant. Like that's not Mm -hmm. going to be my way out. And I also had to make peace with the fact that I came up with this like ridiculous, you know, decision at, you know, early in my twenties that 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 wasn't going to be me. Yeah. It was, and it was okay. (laughs) The world didn't end. Like that was just how my timeline sort of planned out. And so I knew that I wasn't going to return to my job. But I didn't actually know what I wanted to do. So actually, this time last year was when I hired a coach (laughs) because uh, coaching is something that I had experienced in my retail job and had also done a lot of reading and and very interested in uh, outside of, you know, just personally from a personal development perspective. So I knew that I wanted to figure out where I wanted to be quite quickly. (laughs) And I was applying for full-time jobs. I knew I liked the structure and the appeal of being in a corporate space, but also that I had planted these seeds. I had done this work. I tested the waters mm. and knew that I really loved presentation skills coaching and that it wasn't just me enjoying it, that people were benefiting <laughs> from yeah. it as well. So I worked with a coach and basically it was probably this time last year 
maybe the end of this month that I finally made the decision to, I'm going to do it. This is my moment. I'm going to set up my own business. And then a few weeks later, the pandemic happened. (laughs) Um, So it was really funny timing, but I was so excited to have committed to a decision and I'm also quite stubborn. <laughs> so even though I no longer had childcare, I was like, it's I'm it's gonna happen. I'm going to make this happen. And fast forward to not quite a year of my business birthday, and I'm feel very fortunate to be able to reflect on the past year and feel like I've made great progress. I've worked with fantastic clients. I've had amazing um, conversations and collaborations with others and I'm really, really enjoying it. Yeah, that is so amazing. And I love the fact that you know yourself well enough to know that you are stubborn. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's like, this is me. This is, you know, if I work with clients, I often ask the question, you know, what do you know to be true, like about mm. ourselves, like like as a starting point? What do you know? What do you know about yes. yourself? <laughs> yes, um, and it's stuff like that that usually comes up where it's like, ah, two plus two equals four, which means that yeah, I am stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I think you know, knowing yourself, and I love that, like things I know to be true. I love that's such a striking, strong phrase, and. There's something I feel about uh, founding and running your own business that forces that introspection, Mm. you know, to you can really use your self-knowledge to your benefit. But of course, I'm quite like a personal development. Like, I find that quite fascinating. So maybe that's why I'm saying that. (laughs) No, definitely 100% relate to that. Um, And it brings me on quite nicely onto my next question you know, you've taken different pathways in your career journey from where you were at the very beginning to where you are now. I'm going back to that conversation with your dad and stuff like that. And I wonder how, how, how do you sustain that? What does personal development look like for you right now? That is such a great question. I feel like it is Oh, I I have three thoughts in my head at once. So I'm going to say one thing, which is connecting with others who are sort of like-minded or have a similar values ethos, you know, who, who sort of champion and encourage and can inspire you. I find that really inspirational. I feel like I think social media in a way I've, I've found and connected with some wonderful people on Instagram and um, who I only know <laughs> through Instagram, but uh, you know, just content that really helps to, to reinforce and uh, spark new mm-hmm. things. And being curious is one thing. Uh, podcasts are another thing. Although uh, I'm less good at podcasts now that I'm no longer commuting. Yeah. When you, yeah. I'm so I'm still, I miss that time, that one-to-one time, uh, just you and your headphones. <laughs> uh, and also just community. I think, um, I guess that's quite similar to Instagram, isn't it? But I think learning from others, mm-hmm. I'm not the best at picking up a book and reading it. I'm definitely somebody who needs a deadline and a book club <laughs> and external accountability. That's another thing I know that about myself. <laughs> um, 
so yes, I have quite a lengthy to-do list, not to-do list, to-read list, to read I should say. But uh, need a bit of a book club to to kickstart my personal yeah. development in that way. <laughs> yeah, and and what's I guess what's your focus at the moment? What are you learning at the moment within your career? I think something that 2020 in particular has taught me is that to bring my is acknowledging my whole self mm-hmm. and um, part of it is sort of cyclical something that I noticed uh, especially towards the middle of last year was that I would sort of find myself really focused on work and have a couple weeks where I would I'm quite a night owl so I love staying up late also kind of selfishly only have a couple days of childcare, so it was also just quite nice to (laughs) have um, a solid time in the evening just me uh, getting things done but staying up late isn't very sustainable with a toddler so then that would often follow a couple weeks where I'd have to take things slower and at first I would get frustrated would sort of think oh my motivation isn't there or what's why can't I sustain this and I've realized that it just keeps coming back it's a circle Mm -hmm. and a cycle and sort of softening into that was quite liberating and really helpful and I think within that 2020 has also made it very apparent that I need to look after me, like Heather, the human, not Heather, the business owner, or Heather, the mom, or Heather, the wife, like Heather, the human (laughs) first. And again, there are some days and some weeks I'm better at getting on my yoga mat, which is something moving, is something that I find incredibly um, helpful to integrate all of me together and sort of reconnect me to myself uh, but some days and weeks that's harder to do than others but I definitely feel like continually last year I was fortunate enough <laughs> to keep mm-hmm. relearning that lesson and I, I expect it's a lesson I'll continue to relearn and relearn <laughs> but it's something that I'm I am focusing on keeping top of mind And I don't think I would have said that uh, a few years ago, for sure. Wow. I love that evolution and the whole idea of relearning, because I think we we think a lot about learning. We think a lot about sort of forward going, you know, almost like we're on this treasure hunt where we're just collecting all of these gems and just we've got this everlasting bottomless satchel of of gems that we're cracking on with. Um, I love that. And relearning is so important but also unlearning um putting things down when they no longer serve you I wonder what that looks like for you um especially in this past sort of year of entrepreneurship but also you know motherhood as well you know what are you unlearning at the moment oh wow yes so much <laughs> it's funny the first thing that comes to mind actually is that I had I had an accountability buddy for December and January and we were doing the, our, our wrap-up call mm-hmm. at the end of Jan and uh, I said the thing I'm most proud of achieving is the fact that I'm okay that I didn't achieve everything <laughs> wow. uh, 
And it was quite funny because uh, I think we were very well well matched. It's a random pairing, but she actually had a very similar win <laughs> and learning <laughs> from from our two months together. And uh, I think I'm I I cannot be and do everything that I want to do right and I'm somebody who likes to do things and loves to do them well definitely a perfectionist um for most of my life and that but that isn't a word I would ascribe to myself at the moment uh, but it's still you know part of me <laughs> that I'm working <laughs> with so uh, prioritizing and and time blocking and just um really being okay with like done is better than perfect and really owning that and allowing things to go out into the world without proofreading them 75,000 times. And <laughs> um, definitely, I'm, I feel like I, I'm someone who really enjoys the process. Yeah. Um, and, but there was always this perfectionist side of myself that there was like a, a tension, I suppose. So I think something that I have unlearned is just to embrace embrace a bit more of the messy to, to continue to take action and take steps forwards and to definitely be okay with with unticked to-do list items and trust that I I, I know enough to prioritize <laughs> yeah that's yeah. an amazing and powerful unlearning because I think that's almost one of the ways or one of the biggest ways that I've definitely found through my work that we get in our own way mm. beating ourselves up with something of our own making that for all intents and purposes should be pretty joyful should be pretty enjoyable but we yeah. turn it into this sort of task mask mask this we turn it into this sort of taskmaster, this sort of I imagine in the film Matilda trunchbull like character that comes yes. in and is like where's your homework you know that sort of stuff um a hundred percent I'll yes. link in the show notes for those if you have not seen the classic <laughs> um but I think it's it's so so huge to kind of remove those blockers as they arise and they look different for each of us yes um yeah yeah, yeah. I think I think that's where your point of knowing yourself it can be so beneficial when it comes to um, running your own business and being an entrepreneur because you're right you you will can be faced and with challenges and, and get in your own way but if you're sort of like oh yes that's me doing this thing again I'm familiar <laughs> with that and I do know how to problem solve myself out of this challenge that I have put in my own way um can definitely make things easier at times <laughs> yeah most definitely and going a bit to your work as a presentation skills coach because that's um that's not how we met but we ended up working together after meeting through a community found and flourish which I'll definitely link in the show notes um but I remember reaching out to you and saying look I've got this keynote thing help how do you work with people like what is that <laughs> Um, and it was just such a liberating experience. And for me, I've always been one of those people that believes that, yes, you can improve the things that you're actually talented in, because I do consider myself to be talented in public speaking. But it was just more than I expected in terms of actually refining. Right. I think 
kind of going back to the point that you mentioned, we tend to put a lot of weight on ourselves to continuously be improving and focusing on our challenges. You know, three out of five things on the list are the things that we're not good at. Mm-hmm. because that's how it's meant to be right that's how you're meant to set your resolutions you're meant to hit yourself over the head with them as opposed to maybe sprinkling a little bit of joy sprinkling in a little bit of like I'm at this level which is amazing I want to see what else I can explore I want to see yeah. what the next level looks like and what I'm capable of right pushing the boundaries of um, potential in a positive way like in a way where it's like if I didn't do this it wouldn't be the end of the world but it's an adventure now Mm. And I think that's something we don't talk about a lot in terms of the ability and the um, importance of understanding that a lot of these things that are described as talents are at their base are skills. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I often find uh, clients come to me because they just, they they there's a big moment right that's coming up and they're like okay I have this big moment help (laughs) it's like great yes of course I can help you 100% Um, and it was such a pleasure working with you because you like you said you are talented you are a natural orator and it was so much fun to play and experiment and like you said refine and uh sort of pull out and add the nuances and layers right I love the idea of it's an image I come to a lot but right if you're a an artist with a paint palette and just adding more colors and more textures and layers and depth there's something never-ending about the the process of exploring especially when it comes to presenting and communicating I feel Uh, and uh, yeah I think it can be I I have a lot of fun. (laughs) I do really enjoy my work. (laughs) It's exciting to be able to to hold that space for someone, right? And whether you're someone like yourself who feels, you know, very comfortable when it comes to public speaking or someone who is really, you know, I've worked with clients who are, you know, nervous to raise their hand in a meeting at Mm -hmm. work, you know, at whatever uh, stage or space they're they're in I really feel that my role is to hold the space for them so that they can take risks they can try something new and begin to test and stretch their comfort zone so that they have the opportunity to connect with that most empowered embodied sense of confidence self (laughs) that they that they have inside of them and begin to either begin to unlock that or continue to unlock that so that they can really communicate to the world from that place of empowerment and and for me that's really what the work is all about yeah yeah and that leads me into a question that I have for you and the context um as listeners is that following our work together Heather and I have an event that's coming up in the next few weeks it's on the 22nd of February if you are listening to this beyond that point don't worry we will have some variety of recording for you to tune into um but one thing that we discussed when putting together this event and a lot of the passion and the drive behind it is that there's a lot of myths There's a lot of misconceptions around presentation skills, communication skills, public speaking. You touched on one really vaguely um, 
in terms of big moments, mm-hmm. right? Yes, um, yeah. I'd love to know from you because you do this work day in, day out. You know, what are the top three misconceptions that people have around presentation skills? Oh, top three. Yeah, well, well the first yes, is that it is only for big moments, right? It's just for when you have to stand up in front of an audience, there's a room full of people, that is when I need to to have some presentation skills to support me. However, <laughs> I, I firmly believe, obviously I'm quite biased, but for me, presentation skills, the foundation is the breath, the body, and the voice. That That's my approach and I feel that it can be so powerful when you begin to take those skills and translate them away from those big moments where often it's like high stakes emotions are riding high if you can then translate that into the everyday I feel like that can be really powerful if you begin to think about bringing that same amount of awareness and intention into your daily check-in with your Zoom colleagues or your manager or your conversation with your other half or whatever it might be, even those little moments of problem-solving or conflict. Uh, If you have an awareness of the feedback that your body is telling you or you are aware of what your breath might do (laughs) while you start to get stressed or you're anxious if you have already built a relationship with your breath your body and your voice not only are you able to trust in the feedback that it's giving you but crucially you can start to shift it and be intentional with it so that when you are communicating you can be sure that you're communicating both in words, right, in what you're saying and in how you're saying it in your nonverbal communication in a way that's really aligned and is actually, you know, promoting and working in harmony and helping you to get your, your point across. Because sometimes we, you know, we just don't have the awareness or, mm. you know, we're, we're fighting with ourselves um, and, Uh, we're aiming for a more you know aligned harmonious uh, intentional way of communicating that was a really long first point (laughs) for me (laughs) to speak to three misconceptions but I just went in really big on the first one (laughs) I think it's important to bring it up because I think um, for every person that goes, I get it. I know why I need it. I know exactly how I'm going to use this time or this space. There's another person that goes, mm, you just show up and talk, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, and I think there's something towards um, it being a great opportunity area for building confidence. Like there are people who may want to work on their presentation skills and have no big occasional moment. They just want to feel comfortable in a team meeting with the rest of their colleagues that they've known, you know, and their manager said, yeah. can you present slide six to 12? And they're like, I, oh, wow, I can. I feel funny. I feel weird. Oh, no. Is this going to be, you know? Yes. <laughs> and sometimes yes. it's more that side of it. But I think um, just getting a deeper understanding of how it's been built up to be something that is actually not and it can be something that can be a lot more simple because it just lives in the realm of communication so in the same way that at some point 
we all learned, depending on how old you are and which education system that you floated through, um, you learned how to write a letter and then you learned how to write an email. It's communication. You yeah. can learn it. There is no shame in being like, actually, I want to learn some new ways or I want to learn this from the beginning. Um, thinking about the event that we've got coming up there's some people who will have never received any training advice mentorship examples um, around any form of communication they've just been thrust into a role or into a career and then voila figure it out yes Um, and that can be so unnerving and it doesn't actually need to be that way we can be intentional about it um, and build up even building up the confidence to sort of ask you know how do we communicate here what do our team meetings what should I prepare for a team meeting are we very slidey here or do you need to see my face and I'm just talking to people as though I don't have notes like all of those different things and again I'm using examples that are remote but it takes on a different meaning in person if you've got a customer facing job Yes. How are you communicating good news? How are you communicating bad news? How are you building relationships? And how do you feel while you're doing that? It's not about, and and I think that's one thing I loved about our work together. I'm so excited to bring into the workshop is that it's not about being like, I want to speak like that person. Like I want to speak like Obama. This is not going to work for a lot of us. (laughs) We're not Obama. (laughs) Uh, we are not delivering uh, speeches to the entire world. Like for some of us, it's simply, I want to become a bit more confident when I'm negotiating or I've got an interview coming up and the whole thing's video. Or in fact, the application for the role is video. What the hell do I do? Yes. Hey, um, and just creating that space where we realize what we have within us our own unique toolkit our own unique style and that we deserve to have a style like it's not an arrogant pompous thing to be like this is my communication style it's my presentation style. yes yes and to own that uh, absolutely and um oh there's so much you said that I'm so excited <laughs> about <laughs> um completely and I think for me I really see my my role whether you know, it's working one-to-one or in a, in a workshop or regardless, it, it is about helping someone identify what is their natural presentation style. Because we all have one, mm. even if it's my natural presentation style is I'm quite quiet or I'm really loud and I tend to take up, I use hand gestures lots and I take a lot of space in meetings, and a lot of airtime in meetings or, you know, whatever it is, we all yeah. fall somewhere along the map and I am such a firm believer that my job isn't to create cookie cutter uh, styles Mm. there's a certain best practices yes there is a toolkit yes there are techniques however it it is about uh, sort of enhancing and celebrating and inviting you to step into the most uh, confident version of yourself yeah. and that will look different for you than it will for the person who is sat next to you or in today's world in the zoom square <laughs> next to you um, but if I can really quickly speak to your point about customer facing because uh, so I was of course still in my retail world while I was planting my presentation skills coaching seeds and something that I started to do with my own management team because at that point I was 
uh, managing my own store. So mm-hmm. I was really fortunate that I was able to start to integrate some of the presentation skills coaching work in with my <laughs> team and uh, especially helping them to, uh, I'm thinking of one manager in particular who uh, had, she's someone who really listened intently, but she didn't give a lot of feedback through her facial expressions or verbally while she was listening. So sometimes it was quite, un- could be unsettling, especially yeah. um, when we didn't <laughs> like, quite have exactly, a relationship. Have I, I was like, I don't know what's going on. Are we okay? Are we not okay? What's going on here? Um, and, you know, we, we had several conversations and she was like, oh no, this is just how I listen. I was like, great, cool. That's fine. Um, but of course, as she progressed into a management role, she had to be customer facing and there were times when she was having to problem solve challenging customer issues and listen intently, but be quite intentional about what she was expressing and communicating non-verbally. So we were able to really um, work together to help her tap into that open body language, that stance, a relaxed, soft facial expression so that the customer felt comfortable to continue to have a a constructive (laughs) problem-solving conversation with her. And I was able to really see her step into her own and grow into her confidence. That's, you know, began to transcend into into Mm. other areas of her work, uh, which is really exciting. But just sort of one example that came to mind about how, you know, many of us aren't, you know, certainly when I started uh, working as a manager and sort of learning how to be a leader and a manager in a, in a retail corporate space. No one told me how to do <laughs> that, how to have um, uh, conversations and, and problem solve, you know, and if they gave you feedback, it wasn't often on your delivery. Yeah. But um, I think it's quite valuable, of course, that it is one of those skills that, that can be learned and uh, can be tapped into to support you in lots of different facets. Yeah, 100%. And I, I love those examples because, again, it goes to reiterate, not just for massive moments. All those examples you shared, that was business as usual. That's like the day-to-day yeah. of the role where those skills are really integral to being successful in that role, building connections, relationships, um, you know, all of those sort of things that really contribute to thriving in a workplace, thriving in a role, in a career, all of those things. We don't kind of, we don't live on an island. We we have to be understood and we have to understand (laughs) others as well. And communication Mm -hmm. is simply how we do that. Um, so thank you so much for sharing that. And in terms of, you know, everything that you are doing at the moment, how you work with clients and things like that, what does that look like? How can people sort of connect with you and stay connected with your journey? Of course. Yeah. So I am Heather Jeffries underscore on Instagram and Heather Jeffries on LinkedIn. And my website is heatherjeffries.com. So, um, not much variation there. (laughs) Um, And yes, so I do across LinkedIn and Instagram share tips, tutorials, uh, and resources. I have a couple free resources as well. If this is of interest to you, you can access those 
either through either of my social media profiles or my website. And the most recent one actually recently went out about camera confidence. And it's something that even though, yes, we've all spent almost a year <laughs> Zooming, uh, you know, it's cool if you still don't feel comfortable in front of the camera. It's something that um, I really want to support and help people just come become as Uh, become as comfortable as they can and as confident as they can on screen. So I have partnered and collaborated with a photographer and filmmaker, Anya Pullman. So we have technical tips and presenting 101 and uh, just a, a really in-depth yet free <laughs> resource for you to help you find your feet on camera. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that with us and your journey, your insights, what you're learning and unlearning right now. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jazz. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Phenomenal Career Podcast, where you hear the how, why and what it takes to build a career that stands out. Don't forget to leave a review and reach out on social media to let us know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. Did you also know you can work with me to create your own phenomenal career through coaching in the Career Clubhouse? You can even invite me to work with your whole team through group coaching and interactive workshops. Check the links in the show notes for more info. As ever, I wish you nothing less than a phenomenal career.